Hey guys, this is CO2. Check it. Have you ever thought about cryptocurrency trading, but you're a beginner and you don't know exactly where to start or how to even learn about cryptocurrency trading? Look no further. You got to check out my boy Lewis over at CryptoLeet.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-O-L-E-T-E. He is what I like to call a cryptocurrency trading guru. He has an amazing course. I've actually taken it. It's so easy to understand and follow. And right now we're doing a promotional where you just type in CryptoSense as a coupon code. and You're going to get 15% off on the course. And you're going to get 50% off if you decide to get into his exclusive VIP group by using that same code CryptoSense on your first month of membership. All right. Check it out. And now back to the show. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Crypto Sense Podcast. This is your boy Carlton CO2 Arms. We're back with another show. I just want to tell you today's show is going to be jam packed. We're going to be talking about some amazing uh, uh, items that that need to be addressed and need to be talked about today. But before we dive into the show, let's first give it up to our sponsors. We first want to say uh, a big thank you to Psalms Gourmet Brittle. Why do I say thank you? Because listen, if you're ever a brittle eater, a peanut brittle, pecan brittle, cashew brittle, whatever the flavor is, you know, one of the biggest issues about eating brittle is it's hard, sticky, and chewy. Well, at Psalms Gourmet Brittle, they actually have created a brittle candy that is light, airy, crispy, doesn't get stuck in your teeth and not too hard. So go over to uh, Psalms Brittle, that's spelled P-S-A-L-M-S, B-R-I-T-T-L-E.com. Type in CryptoSense, all one word, and get a nice, um, I think it's 10% off on your first online purchase. So CryptoSense10 is the coupon code, okay? We also have Encrypted Apparel. Encrypted Apparel is the flyest cryptocurrency clothing line in the business. You can stay fly, be fly, and fashionably, uh, um, fashionably intelligent and jiggy with it, as I like to say, for the old school folks as well. Um, being able to show your love for cryptocurrency on your t-shirts, on your phone covers, on your coffee cups. Go to wearencrypted.com, that's W-E-A-R encrypted.com, and put in crypto cents, and there you'll get a nice discount on your purchase. Last but not least, is you guys, the ones that have been listening to my voice, my day ones out there, we're now 66,000 strong. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to get paying sponsors. But now you have an opportunity to also be a paying sponsor today by supporting the show with as little as 99 cents. And you know, this show is named Crypto Sense for a reason. We appreciate the sense, and with sense, we know we can make a change. So go over to the last link in the show notes, and there you'll have an opportunity to set everything up, help us get some Starbucks coffee so we can continue to bring amazing guests like I'm going to actually bring on the show right now. So, um, you know, normally I like to go through a, you know, a long spill, uh, you know, uh, list some accomplishments. But let me tell you, just by saying doctor is an accomplishment. So I just want to bring on Dr. John and let him talk about his 
platform, the things that he's working on in this space, and just really just have a real nice conversation. So, Doc, you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today because I know it's it's busy on your side as well as mine, but thank you so much. So please, um, let's just dive right into it. Um, you know, first, before I get into the questions, just in introduce yourself to everyone. Give, give us a little background and, uh, you know, then we'll dive in. Yeah, my name's Jack Cruz. <clears throat> I'm a neurosurgeon, uh, still practicing. I also have uh, uh, a longevity business. I have two clinics, one in, in Louisiana, another one in Destin. And uh, one of the things I started doing about two and a half, three years ago, I started teaching doctors um, how to decentralize their medical practice using cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, and uh, teach people about crypto. So I have every month, I have two sets of classes, one's for docs, one's for pe people, regular Joes that come down, and uh, I teach them about it. But where I started out on this whole journey is uh, as an allopathic doctor, um, I started to realize that some of the things that I was taught in medical school and residency wasn't really helping a lot of patients out. That's when I kind of defaulted to nature. And it may sound like a little shocking to people, but what people don't realize is that nature is 100% decentralized. So if you're a crypto person, then you probably can see how I easily jumped right into Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the only man-made uh, decentralized network on planet Earth. And it turns out, so is nature. So I always have that little tagline, like when I was down at Bitcoin in Miami a couple of weeks ago, you know, if your health is quantum, your currency has to be crypto. And that's fundamentally the truth. And the reason why it's the truth is anything that's decentralized takes the middleman out. And it turns out the middleman in medicine and the middleman with the Federal Reserve is a problem for us. Wow, wow, I mean, whew. There was a lot there. There was a lot there to unpack. I mean, decentralized, well, you know, there's a few things. Decentralized practice. Nature is 100% decentralized. And when you said it, Doc, I had to think about it, and you're 100% correct. Because well, just think about it. When you go to the doctor to see me, if you get, a say, a prescription, the prescription is the middleman. People don't look at it that way because your perception has been formed you know, for so long by going to the doctor. But you know, if they tell you, oh, by the way, you got high cholesterol, we're gonna give you a stat. Well, that is a centralized idea. That's a middleman, somebody from Pfizer, Merck, or Moderna coming in between me and you to provide you a solution. Well, what that means is you as the patient and me as the doctor have to have trust in the middleman to do it. That's the key in what a, a centralized system is all about. So. Let's explain this to people from the crypto side. That's exactly what the government does. Between me and you, we're doing business. They put fiat currency. Fiat currency is a prescription. It's a debt prescription that gets in between yours and my relationship. Well, if you fundamentally really understand Bitcoin and some of the other uh, ecosystems that are out there in cryptocurrency, what are we aiming to do? We're actually trying to make trustless systems where there is no middleman because we found out through the last probably 250 years, at least in the United States, when we had a middleman between us and the Fed, the people usually got screwed. Yeah, yeah. And the system, you know, it became based on greed and then so much manipulation and all of that. And so I imagine, you know, that you've identified that 
that same issue really in the medical space, um, particularly when you talk about the, the pharmaceutical, because you know, one of the things I always, this is, this is on topic, but a little off topic. One of the things I always wondered about is, you know, when doctors have to prescribe certain prescriptions, I often wondered if they had really a true idea of what all the possible choices are on what to prescribe, or is it almost kind of scripted, no pun intended, that they uh, would have to choose from these items that's been placed in front of them because the centralized source of those items is giving it to them to only prescribe, if that makes sense. No, Carlton, it's a great question. It's it's a question that a lot of podcasters don't like asking me because they don't, I, I think a lot of times they don't like the answer I give them. And I know physicians that listen to this, some of them will be offended, but I've been in this business a long time, over 30 years. And I can tell you when I came in to medicine, uh, no one told doctors what to do. You know, there was, there, we were free thinkers. We did what we wanted. We were our own businessmen. You know, when we started out, nobody employed us. So let's fast forward to where we are now, Carl. 30 years later, you go on Twitter, you see all these doctors with blue checks. Turns out those blue checks are there because their employer got them the blue checks. The employer is paying their salary. So now they got to tow the company line. So that's another example of how medicines change where it used to be 99% of doctors were their own businessmen. Today, 99% of doctors are employed by someone else. So let me be, let me be tactless. There's someone else's bitch. And that's the problem for the patient. And the problem is, is it started out a long time ago, probably 20 years ago, where we had something in the pharmacy and the hospital called non-formulary drugs. That That's a, a fancy way of saying we're limiting the doctor's choice in terms of what he can use to take care of this patient. Why? Because we've deemed this one more appropriate for whatever the reason is, but you can imagine, Carlton, it always goes back to profiteering. You know, wherever they can make the most money, then guess what? It started to expand into implants that we use. So like knee implants, screws and rods that we have to put put you back together once you get in a car wreck or plates and screws on your head or your neck. Those are all the things that I did. I used to have free and total control over that. The reason why I got taken away is because the man in the middle started to point the finger at me saying we were the reason why medicine uh, costs were going up. But you know what happened in those last 15 or 20 years? Turned out when you look at the pie chart, doctors pay for the $3.6 trillion that are out there only make up 7% of that number. You know what hospital administrators make up? 73% of the number. So who do you think drove up the cost? And see who paid the price? This is this is why this story is just like the Fed, my friend. 2008, you saw that the banks were too big to fail according to the idiots in the Beltway at DC. So what did we all do as taxpayers? We bailed them out. What do we got now? We got inflation, which is a tax that affects the wealthy, the middle class, and the poor. It's a tax no one can get away from whether you pay taxes on a 1040 or not. But that's the ultimate result of allowing the middleman to get in the middle. This is the reason why you can see I'm a little bit passionate. I got passion in me about this because I've seen the same thing go on in my profession over 30 years. And the problem is doctors had their power usurped. It was taken away, but by things you would normally not think would be capable of doing it. So when you show up 
in my office and I tell you, well, I got to use this new statin. It's the most expensive one. I can't use one from 20, 30 years ago because it's not on the formulary. That's a problem. You know, and, and the thing is, do doctors have enough time when you're coming to see us? Because remember, the man sets our schedule. We got to be having you in and out in 10 minutes. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't work. That's the system is the problem. Just the way it is in terms of understanding crypto and Bitcoin, um, medicine is a broken system. And the problem is patients don't realize how broken it is. And here's, here's probably the saddest part that I didn't know we'd get into, but I'll tell you why I'm really passionate about it. When I came into this business, doctors hardly ever killed themselves. Now, doctors are burning out and killing themselves at record rates. Uh, it's unbelievable how it's happening. And I'll tell you, the reason why is because the system has changed so much. You know, we brought doctors inside, loaded up their schedule. They get paid less money to do more work. They're basically a bean counter for the man that gives them a blue check. Okay. And when you begin to understand this, um, when we lose a doctor, it's like losing the, uh, the Library of Alexandria. You just lost... 20, 30, 40 years of education that could be used to help somebody at some level. It may not be something big, but like just say if you had high blood pressure, yeah. we could teach you how to take care of that problem so you didn't develop a stroke down the road. And you know, if you happen to live in a town where a doctor killed himself, you may not have the availability or you may have to travel an hour or two away to go see another doctor that could take care of that problem. But you know, people on, on the public, they've been kept from this information. And most of them are kind of surprised when they hear it. And I told you that not only do I teach the public about crypto, this is actually how I got into teaching physicians about it. Because guess what um, happens when you actually make Bitcoin your currency, you're actually gaining time and freedom back. See, that's a hallmark of a decentralized system. So now you can see why on the money side, everybody wants to get freedom more time back so they can create more wealth but what people fundamentally never realize my friend is that time is the most valuable asset we have it isn't crypto and if you can give somebody back time they could use the wealth that they accumulate in crypto to begin to do the things in their life they need to do to optimize their health because when they optimize their health what are they doing they're gaining time back as well so you see how my path in this space really flowed from seeing the failures in medicine, you know, and I always tell people when I first got into Bitcoin, I can't say that I fully understood it, but I'm a pretty smart guy and I'm a critical thinker. And uh, what I decided to do is it's the mark of an educated mind to take something you fundamentally do not believe or understand, examine it for yourself and then make a decision. And when I realized what I was looking at with Bitcoin, I was like, hold on, not only could this solve some of my own issues with my own practice and my own life, this actually could actually revolutionize the way that I practice medicine. And that's when it really woke me up. Yes, that, that's, that is, that's amazing. So when you talk about decentralizing the practice and you having these conversations with other doctors, I mean, what was their, like, what was their perspective, you know, going in, you know, like yourself, I didn't know much about Bitcoin as I started to learn more. I started to just, my eyes started to open up. I started getting more passionate about, 
the Bitcoin blockchain, just 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 the whole universe of blockchain technology and other cryptocurrencies. But but you bringing this to doctors and showing them things that will help their practice or just getting them into a mindset of decentralization. Like, how was that process for you? Or what were some of the takeaways that you got from that? Well, believe it or not, it started out by doing podcasts. I've been doing podcasts for about 15 years, but most of them have been focused in on a side of medicine that um, that a lot of people don't know about. You know, we've been all taught, and I'm talking about you and me, my profession in the public, that everything about health is tied to RNA and DNA, you know, our, our nuclear genome. It turns out that's not true. The big problem is that we have another genome in our cells that very few people talk about. It's called the mitochondrial genome, and the mitochondria makes all the energy. So the way I like people to think about it, and the way I like doctors to think about it, a mitochondria like make all the money in your cell. And when you think about the mitochondria making all the money in your cell and we're ignoring it, like, hold on. If I did that in my own house, how would I pay the bills? How would I do all the things that I'm supposed to do in a day? And when it became pretty obvious, a lot of the doctors got disenfranchised with centralized medicine, meaning the way medicine's practiced now, uh, they, they started hearing me on Clubhouse. They started hearing me on Twitter. They started hearing me on all the other podcasts. Like, what's this cat doing that's different than, than we're doing? And they sat down. And I have to tell you, through the discussions, they heard how I explain it and how I do things the way I do, because it's radically different than how I used to do things. They became interested. And when they become interested, there's two choices. Either you think it's crazy or... You say, I'm gonna learn more about this. So I started to get a big following on the internet, really big following. And people would come to hear me talk. I went all over the world to talk about mitochondrial medicine and, and decentralized on uh, networks like nature. And I married the two together. And as that happened, I began to marry it straight to Bitcoin. And the doctor started asking me, well, you take Bitcoin for patients? I'm like, yes, not only that, I discount my services by 25%. I said, if they pay me in Bitcoin and the doctors all looked at me like, why would you do something like that? I said, well, if you fundamentally understand Bitcoin, taking a 25% discount now, how much money are you going to make in a year from now? And then they start going. And I said, do you realize what your problem is? The man that's paying your bills now that you can't get away from that hospital administrator. How do you cut the umbilical cord? You got to figure out another way for you to get paid. Another way to get paid. Absolutely. And guess what? When they started to see the magic in the way thinking, see, this is the problem for most people in the public and most doctors. The ability to critically think has been lost. So when you start to teach people how to critically think in their own profession, and then you scale it to parts of their profession that they kind of don't want anything to do with, because to be honest with you, most docs who just get a paycheck, they don't want to deal with the business side of medicine. I get that. But I've dealt with it on both sides. And the thing is, when you don't want to deal with the main controller in your life, that means that the man has control over you. And really what it comes down to is organized slavery. And, and that's what I call it. And that's what medicine's become. In fact, I wouldn't let either one of my kids become physicians because of how I understand the system to be built. But that doesn't mean that... I'm trying to not change the system. Change, generally, in revolutions, occurs from the outside in. It never comes from people on the inside. So I told people, 
uh, when I got this idea, I said, I need to do this first, see if it will work. And if it does work, then I need to go out and teach people about it and how to do these things. And, you know, obviously it's important for me to do podcasts like yours because I want people, regular lay public out there to know that you want to have a doctor, that you're on the pedestal. Like there is no middleman between us. There's a benefit for you. Now, this is a value right now that you didn't even realize actually was obtainable by you, but it is. So then you have to decide, okay, how much do I value Dr. Cruz and his opinion? Do I know that I'm going to be able to sit down with him for an hour or two? Is he going to give me his cell phone number and his email address so that when I want to contact him any time of the day about any question I have on medicine, I can do that. Well, you can't do that in a centralized system, but you can do that with me. And see, that is something that patients say, I value that. And especially, you know, if they got a, a bad disease that they're trying to fix, I always tell people this, that health and wealth are fundamentally linked. And I think most people take it for granted and are not sick. And the reason why, you want to find out just how much it, how much it costs to be sick, become sick. It's the biggest drain on your wealth that you could ever imagine because it affects your productivity, but also affects, affects the things that you can do. And not only that, when you're in sick care, which you are in a hospital or a hospital-based system, Dude, you know how much it costs to get like an MRI through a hospital system? Crazy. Right, it's a fortune. And the thing is, it shouldn't be like that, but yet that's how the system is. And the thing is, if I can teach you, and this is what I tell people, decentralized doctors, the reason why we should be more valued than we are is we teach you how to stay healthy without needing medicine. Think about how, how revolutionary that is. And what is Bitcoin fundamentally saying to you? We're trying to keep you wealthy without you needing the Fed's debt, which is called the U.S. dollar. This, this, this is, this is, this is amazing. You know, there's a, um, there's a system, there's a app. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, popular rap artist got involved with it. Uh, Rick Ross was one of the, I guess, one of the main investors and they were, they're, they're, they're on a similar crusade where they're trying to, they're tapping in primarily on in, in lower income, middle income folks who are not insured uh -huh. and getting them, it's almost like telemedicine uh -huh. through an app. And, and so it kind of struck a nerve when you said decentralized doctors, but that's, that's exactly what it's going to take in order to like break this 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 systems you know are revamp the system because you know because it's so centralized and and there's another word that you said that was pretty um pretty good that that i wrote down and that is um doctors are now becoming in the centralized system are becoming more of uh, just sophisticated bean counters that are working for a larger system pharmaceuticals obviously is in there and just the overall profiteering of medicine. Right. I mean, the doctors are not working for you. I mean, just think about it. If you were going to sleep to have, say, a surgery done, and I said to you right before you went to sleep, oh, by the way, you're not my top priority. My hospital administrator is because I have to finish your surgery in 45 minutes. Otherwise, they're going to have a problem with it. And then we put you to sleep. How, how good would you feel? Because guess what? That's actually what really goes on in a hospital these days. And the problem is, Doctors don't like talking about it. Patients don't want to hear it because it scares the hell out of them. Yes. You know, but 
I tell people all the time, when you understand, I, I want people, everybody always asks, what's the use case for crypto and Bitcoin? You just got it. See, what you could do right now, Carlton, you get on the Lightning Network through Jack Mahler's app called Strike. You could send me money in about one second to sit down and have a discussion with you on Skype. Like if you went to the doctor and they told you, Carlton, you know, you need to have a cervical fusion in your neck. This is the reason why. You would be able to call me up, send me the money on strike, say, Doc, here's my MRI, look at it. What's your opinion? Give me a second opinion, this. Right now, try to do that at, at back of your house. It's gonna be tough to do. And not only that, it's gonna probably take you a week to get there. It don't take a week to do it with me. Yeah, because all the paperwork and all the back and forth, and and and, and oh, you know, you, you know, are you are you sure? Do you have this? Do you have that? So it's you know, it's 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 a it's an amazing way to be able to cut through all of that and go right, just go direct. Because like you said, there's a middleman there. There's um there's also something else that was cool that you said about the uh you know discounting it. Uh, if the patient is able to pay in Bitcoin. Right. That's a great incentive. It's a great incentive not only to uh, use the service and expertise, but also just to get more, more and more people to adopt the currency. You know, well, just think about like this, Carlton, too. You Technically, you don't have to have patients pay me in Bitcoin because of the strike gap, if you understand how it goes. You can hook the strike app up to your bank account through ACH. Yep. So it pulls it pulls the money out of your account. But when you send it to me through my strike, I get Bitcoin in my wallet and there's no transaction fees to you. There's no taxable event. So guess what? This is an unbelievable way to do business when you think about it. And see, the reason why I'm okay to give you the discount, because what am I getting? I'm getting your fee out, but I'm really getting it in Bitcoin because Jack Maulers has figured out how to do this. And this payment rail didn't exist a couple of years ago. And it runs on the Bitcoin blockchain. And what's the what's the message I want to get to you and your audience? Everybody better sign up for the strike app. Why? Because that's that's the big payment rail that they're using in El Salvador now since they made Bitcoin legal tenor. So what am I trying to say? If it can work for poor people in a third world country, why can't it work for everybody in this country? Absolutely, absolutely. That is that is so true. And I guess that ties right into, you know, being able to build wealth. Um, you know, I have some notes here. It says, build wealth now to compound and take care of your health in, in the future. I mean, we, you know, we tapped into that. But to your earlier point, you know, you have these these other jurisdictions that are now, I think um, El Salvador, and then you have places in Venezuela, you have places all over the, the globe that are, are essentially saying, look, we accept Bitcoin as legal tender, let's use it and let's utilize it. And so on one hand, you have co uh, countries that are doing that. And then on the other hand, you look at the US and maybe other places in the West and they say, okay, well, we want to regulate it. We want to try to figure out a way to, to tax it. We want to try to figure out a way to, to, to calm it down, so to speak. But the reality is, is that this is where we can have a huge shift in wealth just by adopting this new way of thinking and also using this currency. When you're yeah, I, oh, I totally agree. I'm, I'm going to tell you, when you buy Bitcoin, 
uh, you are shorting the central bankers. That's the whole point. And here's the great thing. The United States can go and try to regulate the shit out of it, tax the shit out of it, but guess what? The system's being built right now, but that won't even stop Bitcoin. Right now, Bitcoin is a, a locomotive on a track that can't be stopped. The reason why, as soon as you get your Bitcoin, you don't have to sell it. We now have fine tech layers where you can go borrow against it. So this is one of the things, you know, I grew up with a poor white kid in New York City. Let me tell you something, you find out just how poor you are when you grow up in the richest city in the world. And I, I remember when I first learned about finance, I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, when it snowed at school, I used to go dig out Cadillacs and Rolls Royces on Fifth Avenue. And one of the ladies invited me up to her house. Her name was Mrs. Strelsa. Her husband owned the Sterling National Bank on 57 and, and Madison Avenue. And in there, he, he told me, he says, if you want to break the cycle of being poor for your family, he goes, you need to understand how money really works. How money really works isn't what you learn in school. And he sat me down, made me an intern in his company, and he taught me just about everything that I know about money. And one of the key metrics, and I'll never forget, he brought me over to his penthouse on 75th and 5th on a day it was snowing. He says, you know what that is right there, Jack? And I said, no. He says, that's a, that's a Pablo Picasso painting. It's original. He goes, it's been in my family for close to 100 years. And I was like, okay. And he goes, we don't sell it. You know what we do? We borrow against it. So why am I telling you this story, Carl? Any Bitcoin you own, you want to hold it and you want to treat it like your Picasso. And right now, you have companies out there like Celsius Network or BlockFi where you can get loans against your Bitcoin. A lot of people will tell you, oh, you don't want to do that. I'm going to tell you in the next three, four, five years, everybody's going to do it. Why? Because the more the government, and I'm talking about Congress and the executive branch, try to screw us in the ass as taxpayers by stealing our value in fiat currency, the more Bitcoin you have, you'll be able to go and borrow against that and say to the man, we shorted the central bank by buying Bitcoin. But let me just tell you something. It is the most powerful thing that's ever come into politics in US history. If this is gonna level the playing field for poor people, rich people. Um, and if they don't wanna play ball with us, guess what? There's gonna be other countries besides El Salvador that actually make it so that you can do business with Bitcoin without ever being taxed. So if you don't think that the new world order has changed in finance, you have been asleep at the wheel. And right now, I look at it like this. Since I grew up in New York, it's kind of like a Met and Chicago Cub game. Right now, the batting cage is still up. The game hasn't even started. You know, most people know that we've been involved in this in Bitcoin for 12 years. But what I'm saying, on the grand scale of things, we only have 43 million Americans that own Bitcoin. You know what we need? We need to get about 150, 200 million. Watch what happens. Oh, it's going to change the game with that. You know, I, I put a post up on Instagram the other day. It's like, you know, it's like, I think uh, 1% of the global population owns $10,000 or more of Bitcoin. Uh -huh. And people ask me all the time, is it too late? To Never. You know what the big problem is with uh, people who don't have that much money? And I, I don't think a lot of people do a good job of uh, explaining this is the unit cost bias. Like they look at Bitcoin when it was at 65,000 or like right now when it's at 40. Like, dude, I don't have that. I'm like, 
if somebody told you you could buy part of a Picasso, you're not going to do it. Exactly. That's the craziness. You know, they would rather go out and spend their money on some shit coin. And I'm like, hold on. Why do you want to settle for a B, C, or D when you got an A available? You got an what a planet available. do you come from? Exactly. And, and you don't have to buy the A all at one time. You can buy a fractional. You can you buy bucks. You know, you can get peace. That's of, the key. Of the infrastructure. Really. Right. Dollar cost averaging into a Picasso is what the wise do. That's how you go from poor to rich. That's kind of how I did it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something you said, I was, I was thinking about. You said something. Man, I guess it'll come back to me when we uh, continue to talk. So yeah, so it's this is this is revolutionary. It's a game changer for sure. Um, the last thing I wanted to kind of rap with you about, and man, I listen. I feel like we got to do a part two on this interview because there's so much more stuff that I want to unpack and talk with you about. Um, although we're on a limited timetable today, I, I definitely want to bring you back for a part two. But the last thing I want to rap with you about. Uh, was the um, the thermodynamics of the of of our currencies and the thermodynamics of the cellular biology? You got, I think you talked about that already a little bit, but I, but I I want you to kind of simplify it in a way where you know the listeners can really connect with it because uh, it's really interesting. It's really really interesting. Just 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 read uh, it. Okay. I'll give I'll give I'll give it to you very simple. I because uh, I this is one of my favorite topics. To talk about in biology I, I always tell people especially physicians that the biggest problem in your medical training is you never learn that all medicine is based on thermodynamics so you never had one class on it you know my son's an engineer um and i always told him i said part of the reason that medicine fails is because doctors don't understand energy really thermodynamics is the study of energy so bitcoin is a monetary energy network turns out inside your cells the part of the cells that I told you before that has the special genome, the mitochondria, yes. it is a thermodynamic energy network as well. Now, mitochondria, pay attention to all the signals in the environment of nature. What does Bitcoin pay attention to? To what Satoshi Nakamoto built it to do? And what does it, what is that linked to? Well, everybody's heard of the hash rate. The hash rate in Bitcoin is a big deal. What does that correlate to in people? Well, when you come to see me and say, hey, doc, I'm getting too fat. I think my thyroid's jacked up. Well, your thyroid is the metabolic rate of Bitcoin. So it's like you're a thyroid hormone, okay? Then we have this other thing in um, Bitcoin called the difficulty adjustment. We just faced it a little while ago when the Chinese miners got uh, thrown off because they were using coal because the Chinese Communist Party didn't want it. Hash rate everywhere in the globe dropped because those guys came off what did nakamoto build into it the difficulty adjustment made it easier for all the other miners in the world to still do the job of the network guess what that's called in biology that's called the circadian mechanism we have the exact same things built in us and what is the goal of those two things the goal is is to make sure energy throughout the whole network is constant so things can function properly and that turns out the same thing how it goes. So now I'm going to give you the analogy so you get the problem. So if you are out playing basketball and you sprained your ankle, right? Would your ankle get bigger or smaller? Bigger. Right, it swells. So if, say, your mom got heart failure and she couldn't breathe so good, do you think her heart gets bigger or smaller when that happens? 
bigger is right. So guess what? When our sun dies in about 8 billion years, is it going to get bigger or small? It's going to get... Uh, it's going to become a red giant. It's going to get a lot bigger. It's going to get a lot bigger when it dies. Because so, it's spread. Right. Yeah. So now I want you to think about something. All those three examples I gave you, when something loses energy, it gets bigger. Tell me about the federal deficit. Has it gotten bigger or smaller? What's the monetary energy network present in the United States? Do you think it's better or worse based on what I just told you? Thermodynamic. Ooh, now let's stop. What's happened to Bitcoin? Has it gotten bigger or stronger? Oh, it's exactly the opposite. So guess what? When you look at three things that I gave you in nature that's fully decentralized, the federal government doesn't work that way because it's centralized. But guess what? The Bitcoin network does work that way. It gets stronger and more secure the more users that it comes on. So the network becomes tighter. It's thermodynamically more efficient. And when you begin to really understand this, you're like, hold on now. This, has a, this plays a big role. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind further. Why did I get this idea 15, 16 years ago? Why don't you think about fat people? Everybody thinks fat people are fat because they eat too much, right? Don't exercise enough. Based on what I told you, what does it really mean? Why are people really fat? Because they're losing energy because they can't move it through their mitochondria well. Hold on now. That's decidedly different than what everybody's heard when they go to the doctor, isn't it? Yes. So guess what? I had that problem 15 years ago. I was 360 pounds. You know what I did? I used these principles to fix that problem in me. Boom. So I'm want, the reason I want you to understand this is I want you to understand why I'm so bullish about Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin does the exact same thing for all of our households. It doesn't matter how much money we start with. doesn't matter what business we're in. If we plug in to the best thermodynamic network on the planet, what do you think that's going to mean? as we get older. Are we going to get sicker or are we going to get more healthy? There you go. See, you had no problem understanding thermodynamics. That was that was crystal clear. <laughs> crystal clear. Wow. Man, well, Doc, this has been great. You know, we're, we're running tight on time, um, but I want to get you back. I mean, please, please tell me that we can be able to rap more about sure. different things because I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to come and hang out with me in Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I am actually on Clubhouse. Um, 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 tell the audience, um, you know, your your handle and, and, and your, your profile so we can find you. Well, I'm, I just go by my name, Jack Cruz in Clubhouse, but I run a lot of rooms myself. My rooms are usually called Bitcoin RX, but then I, sometimes I'm in uh, another room called Crypto and Coffee in the morning, and then I'll be in the, the, the Cafe Bitcoin rooms. Uh, teaching. What I do is I usually teach because I'm a moderator in there. Uh-huh. Some of the topics uh, that you probably would hear me talk about, you'd be interested because I guarantee you, we do another podcast, you can say, hold on, I'm going to talk about this. Because I tend to talk about things that most people, they don't even realize are related to their health and their wealth. It's really, really important. I uh, also have uh, a TV show that I do called Quantum Health TV, where I teach people about decentralized medicine and mitochondrial medicine, that's quantumhealthtv.com. And then I, I wrote a book, it's on Amazon, called the Epi Paleo RX. 
Um, I also have a website called jackfreeze.com where I got a ton of free information. And um, I have a Patreon blog where right now I'm in the middle of a Bitcoin series. I'm 28 blogs into it where I teach you how health and wealth are fundamentally linked. Um, and you can find that at patreon.com backslash Dr. Jack Cruz. You can find me on Facebook, Dr. Jack Cruz. I'm on Twitter, Dr. Jack Cruz. I'm on LinkedIn, Dr. Jack Cruz. And on LinkedIn, I've got like 150, you know, articles that you can read about the work that I do. If you're interested on the biology side, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're interested on the crypto stuff, unfortunately, you're going to have to sign up for Patreon. It's cheap and I'm not killing anybody. It's five bucks a month. And I tell people, uh, if I'm not worth a cup of coffee a month, then you tell me how you value me. Yeah, that's 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 too reasonable in a way. But it just shows your passion that you want to get the information out. Because once you get the information out, I mean, everything else, you know, takes care of itself, as you already know, with just how these networks and getting more platforms and getting more people tapped. I got in. one. I got one for you too now. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little gift. Do you know about Sphinx Chat yet? What's the name of it? Sphinx Chat. No. All right, this this is your homework for the podcast. So next time I come on, I'm only gonna come on when you plug your podcast in the Sphinx Chat, and I'm gonna tell you what Sphinx Chat does. Spell it for me, Doc. Spell it for me, Doc. S P H I N X. Okay, okay. It's an app you can download, and let me tell you about what it does. When you put it on your computer, Mm -hmm. you're gonna do a podcast. All your listeners will be able to stream Sats to you over the Lightning Network into your wallet. They can show you how they value you. So guess what? It's another way because, you know, in podcasts, you guys mostly make money from sponsors and the people that listen to you. Well, guess what? Uncle Jack just gave Carlton another way to use the Lightning Network in crypto so that he can increase his business. Remember, I'm not a podcaster. I'm the guy they interview. But why do I want to see you do well? Because I want to continue to see you to educate the masses that you deal with, because guess what? Those may be people that I never touch. And if I can touch them this way by monetizing your network, it's two thumbs up. Well, Doc, thank you so much for that. I'm actually going to, as soon as I get off, I'm going to go ahead and get that tapped all the way in. Um, oh, there's, there's one last thing. Can you give me the name of the book again? Because I want to be able to tap it into my... Um... Sure, you can find it on Amazon. It's called the Epi Paleo RX. I'll spell it E-P-I dash P-A-L-E-O RX. RX. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll definitely look at that as well. So, yeah, definitely we're going to do another show. Uh, and oh, So, the Clubhouse, I could just, I could just find you, basically. Find you, just find you yeah. in the room and just follow you and just listen to you know i've I've got on clubhouse a few times well probably about a half a dozen times man that place it's so much it's so much information it's so much going on that it's almost like you can you can kind of just get pulled all the way in there and just be on there because it's 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 so much going on so many great conversations and topics and it's just layers to it so definitely i only i only go into bitcoin room so i limit i limit my exposure to clubhouse i'm only interested in in talking about cryptocurrencies and health sometimes i do rooms just on health uh in fact i was invited by jack dorsey from twitter Mm -hmm. to actually go on twitter spaces to start doing like a monthly show on health probably going to start doing that in july but we'll see how that goes 
Oh wow, that is that is cool. Well, cool. All right, Doc. So we'll um, get back on another call and do another show. Um, I just want to thank you once again for just coming on and just breaking down all of this stuff. It's just been amazing to be able to to tap in with you and all the things that you're doing. And I feel like this is just the beginning. We're going to talk some more. We're going to do some more you know, collaborations. And, um, you know, uh, everybody listening, make sure you go to my show notes. I'm going to have everything that he talked yeah. about in here. And let's just stay in touch. It's so, it's, it's so good to meet you, Doc. And thank you so much for the call. Good to meet you, too. All right. So until next time, until next time, we'll see you soon. So holla back and have a fantastic day, everyone that's listening. Take care. Bye. All right. Take care.